The following content is explicit. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome to the Red Rum Podcasters. I'm Kristen. And I'm Natasha. And welcome to regular episode number... Nine. Nine. Yeah, I know, right? Already. (laughs) Feels like yesterday. (laughs) I know, right? We are recording inside today because we are currently in um, what I like to refer to Indiana hell, which means that it is hotter than fuck outside. Yes. But, but good news, good news. What do you have in your car for me? We got our air conditioner for the pod shack. Well, I can't really whoop whoop yet because we don't know if it fits. But we're, we're still going to whoop whoop um, thanks to our Patreon, Michaela, for giving yeah. us an extra one. <laughs> yes. Big shout out to her because let me tell you, it's going to be a world of difference. Yeah. So since we are inside today, we have a couple of um, audience members. <laughs> um, Gus Gus and Jackson are in here. <laughs> yeah. The cats are floating around somewhere, but they usually hide when we have company. So you might be all right. So if you hear some clicky clickety clacks of the toenails or of something of the sort uh just ignore it it's yeah they're the uh, doggos very alert and they they definitely like to do their job actually i see morticia she's over there on the window still hiding behind the oh i thing. see her too she's, she's <laughs> taking a kitty nap so she's been up there all day well we thought we lost her so hunter and i were like oh my god did she get outside did i put her in the dryer like what happened and we were looking everywhere and we were looking through all the rooms and everything and I was like, well, I was like, one less mouth I got to feed if I can't find her, I guess. And then I look over and her lazy ass is sitting there just staring at me. The whole time we were yelling for her, she just laid there. It's like, you idiot. <sighs> so um, I also have to do a quick shout out to Natasha because our regular feed listeners do not know this, but our Patreons do. Last week, she wrote me on Thursday. <laughs> so we record on Fridays and she yep. writes me on Thursday and goes, hey, I'm going to try and make recording. Um, but I, I have a, a, an issue of the appendix variety (laughs) and I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, I'm getting it taken out tomorrow morning. And I was like, girl, sorry, I didn't say girl. I said, bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I said, you stay home. You take care of yourself. Get your appendix out. Get yourself right. And we'll come back to this. Yeah. I I was laying in a hospital bed. It's like nine o'clock at night. And I'm sending her a message and I'm like, well, if they take my appendix out first thing in the morning, that'll be like eight o'clock, maybe like an hour for this. And I'm like doing the math in my head. And I'm like, I think I can make it. And she's like, uh, I don't fucking think so. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but last weekend we had some really bad storms roll through our area. I was out of power for three days Ooh. and was living at my parents' house with my children um, because babies and no power, and for me, that means no water. Um, I didn't they, even think about all the stuff that you would need that I wouldn't need. Like, yeah. with me, I'm like, yeah, hey, what's the worst that happens? Like, I, like, don't shower for three days? Yeah, no, we have zero water if we run out of power because we're on a well. Oh, yeah. Oh, I do not miss those days. You should know this. You have I lived should. in my I house. I did live there. I, oh, my gosh. Well, the, what was worse was not only did we have instances where we did not have power, and so, you know, we didn't have a toilet. We had one where mom was getting some stuff done in the bathroom, so all we had was a five-gallon bucket with a lid for, like, two weeks, and there were nine people in that house. Yeah, um, uh, no thanks. It was like, I, I thought we were going to start, like, churning butter and, like, all kinds of shit in there. Like, it was horrible. The only thing that saves us if we were to, like, stay at the house is my in-laws live up my driveway, and they're on city water, so if I need yeah. water. so. Our power came back on Sunday, and so I packed up the girls, packed up all the stuff, and we went back home, and literally three hours after we got home, another storm rolled through and knocked our power out again. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm just sitting there debating, like, do we go back to mom and dad's? Like, I hadn't unpacked anything yet. Like, it was all still in the bags. It's like, do we just go back to mom and dad's, or, like, what do we do? So we kind of hung out. I had to go up to my in-laws to get some water for the baby's bottle. Luckily, about three hours after it went out, it, it yeah. came back on. Well, there were so many people. I mean, so my parents were out of electricity for like three or four days. And they actually came here to shower and everything because they See, were at it. That's funny because our parents live on the same road. Yeah. And my parents were not out of that's power. That's so funny. 
My dad even said, like, so between the tornadoes back in April and these big storms that's been rolling through here recently, they've only had their power flicker, like, once. They must have uh, the carrier that starts with D (laughs) and not the one that starts with S. Yeah. And there's the difference between, so mom and them have S. And if your parents have the D. Then um, I don't want to talk about my parents. That's, that's that's probably why. It's like here, like our power, like never goes. Knock on wood, uh, never goes out because we have them. Yeah. And, but when I had the other carrier and I lived in my old house, it. I mean, the wind barely was like, ooh, and just barely blew, and power was out for like two days. It was horrible. Yeah. Good old country living. Yeah. Well, because of where we live in the country, and the funny thing is, all of our power issues seem to stem from our other property that we rent out. Way to go, (laughs) patron. Not naming (laughs) names or anything, but no, and it's like, it's all the trees on that property that keep falling and taking out the power lines. Uh, Well, at least you have to pay to get them to come down. They just come down on their own. Yeah, but I would rather them be cut down and... Not fall on the power lines? Yeah, I guess that makes sense. (laughs) And we laugh so hard because um, one of the people that lives in that house is a tree trimmer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the house that tends to have all of the tree issues. Well, maybe he's in the right line of work. Yeah. Yeah. They just fall down. He didn't have to do anything. He just fall down for him. Yeah. Way to make money. Let's see here. What else are we missing? Let's see here. We got, I got chop suey. You had no power. I mean, other than that, I mean, it's been pretty, I mean, I've been home, bored. Yeah. Out of my mind, I'm finally getting to where I can, like, get around and do stuff, so my house is clean, so that's good. Uh, I still can't drive, but I still can't pick anything up. I'm so. trying to bribe her to come to my house. Um, <laughs> we well, go. it's been great, though. So, I've been home with my kid, yeah. and he has been super helpful, and if I get up and start doing a whole lot, he yells at me and tells me to sit down, and he's made me lunch, and I've needed to get, like, the laundry done, but I can't lift up the laundry bucket full of clothes, so he's been putting it in for me. And since I'm two foot tall and I have to like basically dive into the washing machine, that's no good either. So he's been taking them out, putting them in the dryer for me. So he's been a really big little helper for me the last few days. Yeah. I don't know why he can't do it every day, but I'll take it. <laughs> well, now you have, now you can come back at him like, well, you did it then. Like, why yeah. can't you do it now? <laughs> I should. Um, I'm excited. I leave for vacation on Friday. Oh, you suck. I'm so excited. Well, my miniature vacation was held up with an appendectomy. (laughs) Like, literally, I took time off of work, and I was like, all right, holiday, time off work, got a mini vacation, let's go do stuff. First fucking day, I left work, went to the doctor's office, and got sent straight to the hospital. And the whole break was me, medicated on the couch. That was my vacation. (laughs) Maybe you can get some of that time back with your FMLA. Yeah, that's true. Still, though, I mean... It just sucks. Yeah, no, I'm headed to Florida on Friday. Ugh, although I don't feel bad because I would never want to go to Florida. I'm excited. I'm just excited for some, like, quality family time. We're going with some friends, um, but I'm excited for some quality family time. I have a family member that lives down in Florida right now, and we have planned a day for SeaWorld, and they live close to SeaWorld. I can't wait to see the pictures of those girls at SeaWorld. I know, I mean, they're just going to be like wide-eyed and just ecstatic. Well, and we took a zoo trip a few weekends ago that I told you about, and Em absolutely loved all of the fish. Oh. So I'm super excited to see her there. But so my family member, her and her son, are going to come and meet us there so that we can spend some time together. that's awesome. And I'm really excited. I miss her so much. She's the reason me and my husband met. So so I'm really excited to see her. And just like I said, it's just going to be a nice week of like family time, just relaxing, doing what we want when we want to. Well, with the exception of children. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I will say my kids are pretty great. So yeah, that's true. And we're leaving in the middle, like, not, I guess, the middle of the night. We're leaving close to bedtime, so hopefully, oh, fingers snoozing. crossed, that they sleep most All of the, the drive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because from here, it's about a 14 and a half hour drive to where we're going. And at least they're not at the age where they're constantly like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. Well, it might be, but 
You don't have yes. two of them. And then she's hitting me. She's touching me. She's breathing my air. Like, you know, <laughs> something like that. We Like we used to do. We were like sword fighting in the back seat. You'll beat the hell. It's like WWE Smackdown back there. My mom had a anywhere. look. Oh, like, my mom tried. But it was when the car slowed down and it was getting ready to stop. You you straightened up. Oh, no. Mom had a look. And you could tell she was giving you the look through the rear view mirror, yes. through her sunglasses. Yes. And you're like, shut up, shut up, stop, yes. stop, stop. <laughs> she got... We did a lot of like two hour road trips yeah. whenever we were little because we lived in Illinois and all of our family lived here. So all of those road trips coming up here, you know, mom learned really quick a nice DVD player in the car. Really, really nice to have because oh, yeah, a two fantastic. hour movie would suffice the whole trip. Well, for a long time, we didn't have one. We finally got one. But then we couldn't agree on what to watch. So then it was a whole nother fight. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Monsters, Inc. was constantly in the... I think we did a DVD lot of Ninja player. Turtles. Oh, yeah. That sounds about yeah, right. And, and Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time. All right. So, so you ready I'm to get into this? I'm excited because apparently there's like a, a special intro here. Yeah. But first, I'm going to ask I'm you what you're... I'm going in my seat because I'm excited. I want to preview to your spookies. Oh. Spooky so or kooky. I actually went with what one of our listeners recommended, and I did the Battle of LA. Okay. So I'm pretty excited to get into it. Okay. Are you ready to get into oh. mine? Yes, I've got this bug flying around me and it's driving me bananas. Okay. Did I tell you my mother-in-law got me a plant? It's really pretty. I saw it, but I didn't. But she literally handed me the plant. And I was like, oh my God, why did you get me something that lives? I'm like, I kill everything. I said, I literally kill everything. I was like, but thank you. I'll try to keep it alive. Except for my devil plant. I actually managed, apparently me and it get along because it's still alive. That's funny. But okay. all right, let's do this. Lizzie Borden took an axe and gave her mother 40 wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father 41. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> Your excitement just made it so oh, much better. Super stoked. Woo, okay, I didn't even have to like be anywhere near the microphone and you could hear me very well. <laughs> so I'm assuming that you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. My idol. <laughs> oh, God. If I was ever going to go out, that's how I'd want to do it. Okay. So, usually I don't give the murderer, or I guess the supposed murderer, the time of day, because it is the victims that matter. But today, I'm covering a famous supposed murderer that somehow turned into a nursery rhyme. Yes. Because what does every nursery rhyme need besides murder, death, and despair with that's our history? It, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the recipe for the perfect children's story. <laughs> so Lizzie Borden was born on July 19th, 1860. Oh my God. That's Clark's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So while technically acquitted for the murders of her stepmother, Abby, and father, Andrew, no one else was accused and she is infamous for the case. So on August 4th, 1892, in Fall Rivers, Massachusetts, her father's body was found on the couch in the living room, and her stepmother's body was found in an upstairs bedroom. Lizzie <sighs> discovered her father's body about 30 minutes after his morning errand run, and Bridget Sullivan, their maid, found her stepmother shortly after, and both of them were killed by multiple blows by a hatchet. I'm trying to not ask questions till the end, and I'm probably going to forget it. I need to, like, write it down. Do you want a piece of paper? Yeah. Can I have your spiffy new pen? Yeah. I promise to be good to it. Okay. So Lizzie and her stepmother, Abby, um, supposedly had a falling out years before the murders occurred. Lizzie and her sister, Emma, were also known to have conflicts with their father. And some of the conflicts include disagreeing with his decisions regarding the division of the family's property. Um, he killed Lizzie's pigeons that were housed in the family's barn. And a possible poisoning. Eek. So. Of the pigeons or different poisoning? I'll elaborate. Okay. okay. So Mr. Borden was not a very liked man in town. And just before the murders occurred. The entire family fell ill. Mrs. Borden felt that foul play was involved and that they had been poisoned. 
it was found that they had actually contracted food poisoning from contaminated meat. So whether that was intentional or not, they don't and know. This is, what year was this again? This was in 1892. Okay, so it's not like you were down at like the old, I don't know, Denny's. Yeah, and no. you get meat. So it's it, it came from either they packaged it themselves. This is like you, you got it from you a get butcher. It from the butcher. Yeah. Okay. Now more on what we're all here for: the murder. Ah, murder. So as I said earlier, Abby was found in a bedroom, and Andrew was found on the couch with many wounds due to a hatchet. According to her testimony, Lizzie found her dad at about eleven fifteen a.m. And Abby's body was found more mutilated, and after an exam, she had been murdered before Andrew by about an hour or so. Oh, wow. So, it was found that Lizzie had tried to buy prusic acid, which is a poison, on August 3rd, the day before the murders. Mm, I guess I got some questions about this. Yeah. And a few days Later, it was reported that she tried to burn a dress in a stove. So, here's the theory. Okay, let me have it. The dress could have potentially been what she was wearing if she committed the murders. Okay, so I was thinking it was this story. Okay, go ahead. But other people said that the dress had floorboard paint, like like a... Trim paint yeah. on it. And that's why she tried to burn it in the stove. So either the dress was ruined One due to paint, blood like, or oops, paint. But <laughs> and we'll get into that when you're, when you're done. Yeah. Lizzie wasn't the only one suspected, although she was the only one accused, as I said earlier. Bridget, the maid, left the house with an unexamined parcel. And the hatchet or a hatchet, was later found, but had been wiped down so that there was no evidence on it. And I can't imagine how much cleaning it would take to clean a hatchet that just slaughtered two people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To have nothing on it, they feel like that's really more suspicious than something on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like there'd be some leftover. I know. Hmm. So, Lizzie was arrested. And tried for both murders, but was acquitted because of all the evidence was circumstantial. Well, yeah, back in the 1800s. Or yeah, they didn't whatever. have like, you know, oh, fingerprints and all that. other And like, you DNA. know, let's, yeah, let's put it in a database. So after she was acquitted and everything, her and her sister. Pin, sorry. <laughs> her and her sister, Emma, ended up like living together for a while. And then they ended up having another falling out and like. And then Lizzie moved away and changed her name to Elizabeth, or not Elizabeth, but it was Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Borden. Well, because that was a big change. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> They'll never catch me now. I've dropped the E. Yeah. <laughs> or no, there there was no E. It was oh, just she the, was just she just added the Beth. Oh, so it, so was, it was backwards. Instead of taking the front off, she already had the front off, so she just took the end off. Okay. So instead of Lizzie, she goes by Elizabeth. Well, I didn't know she went by Lizzie because her name was Elizabeth. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. So I've got questions too. Okay. So what are your questions? Okay. I will try to answer them as best as possible. So how old was she again when this happened? She was. Like I have this picture in my head of how old she might have been, but I feel like I'm wrong. She was 32. Okay, in my head, when I think, like, child murders parents, I think, like, H-Man murders us. Yeah. You know, that age-ish. Yeah, she was born in 1860, and the murders were committed in um, 1892. That just, so that she just was changes the whole the time. perspective for me. Because in my head, she was thinking, a child. Like, yeah, you're thinking this, like, little girl. One, why the fuck was she still at home? She was unwed. And you know, at that time, like, uh, if you're true, an unwed true, true. single woman, you're most likely still living at home. Okay. And then, all right. So, she finds dad. Yeah. Then, after, maid finds mom. Yes. Okay. Where the hell were these, chil- well, quote, unquote, man children, grown children, 
man. Like when they were women, yeah. women, children. <laughs> um, like was the sister home? Was the sister like? Did the sister live there? Like, which do we know? So it doesn't say anything about the sister. Okay. Um, and but like, where was she? Was she like? They were like out, out. They were like errands? outside doing chores. Oh. So while they're outside doing chores, someone sneaks in, murders the mother, then murders the dad. An hour later. An hour later. What the fuck kind of chores were they doing? Because I mean, back then I'm thinking like, you know, those horrible corset dresses. Like, what the hell are you doing outside? Well, yeah, that's actually the photo of her. It's like her in one of those corset dresses. Like, it's not like you're out there cutting wood. Well, but you got to think, like, if you were on a family farm, there could be, you know, cows that need milked, you know, everything needs tended to. Yeah, true, but then why were the parents not out there doing chores? So, I don't know about the stepmother, but the father was in town running his, like, daily errands. Okay. So, it might have been mom was murdered while dad wasn't even home yet. Yeah, and that's maybe a possibility. Dad, maybe dad actually found mom, was trying to get away, and got axed he was but he was axed on the couch while he was asleep oh okay well that doesn't work yeah i just like the timing doesn't make sense you know what i mean that's why they think lizzie did it was she like laying dead upstairs and he just never saw her so she was in a bedroom she was in one of the guest bedrooms like inside the bedroom so there's a good well I just feel like, you know, if I, like, go run errands or whatever, like, the first thing I do is, hey, babe, I'm back. Maybe he didn't know she was still in the house, or, like, maybe he did say that, but he didn't think that maybe she was outside, and that's why she didn't answer him. Hmm. All right, so, and then another thing. So, this bitch (laughs) goes and tries to buy poison, but was not successful, right? Or did she get her hands on the poison the day before? Because I'm just thinking, if she did get her hands on it, why the hell would she hatchet them to death if she already had the poison? You know what I mean? So she had tried to buy. Okay, okay. So this might have been like, well, fuck, I can't get the poison, so I'm just going to hatchet their asses. I mean, possibly. And for her to get out of that fucking dress into another dress of that era and burn it, that made fucking know something. So... So it was Lizzie's dress, yeah. and Lizzie was the one that tried yeah. to burn it. But what I'm saying is, is for her to get out of this blood-covered dress that's probably pretty bulky for the time, like they always had people help them get in and out of it, right? Well, it also depends. Like you're not gonna wear your ball gown to go do chores in. You know, they had like simpler dresses. Well, I'm just thinking if like anything, usually, I mean, there was someone, whether it be the maid or slave or whatever, that would. Help them get in and out of their clothes, even if they were just hanging out at home. Yeah. Because, you know, you never know who's going to stop by. Yeah. And so I have a hard time believing that she was getting in and out of this dress and in and out of another dress that she would want to look presentable for when people got there to ask questions without the help of the maid. I mean, it could have been And why the hell is she painting? <laughs> I have no idea, Like, dude. no offense, but if I got a maid, my ass ain't painting. Yeah. Who or, likes to paint? Or maybe she was... Just, you know, walking along in the house and the bottom like of her it, dress well, grazed it, it the does, wet paint. Yeah, it doesn't say where the paint was. Yeah. So I guess that makes and sense. And it doesn't say that she got it on her dress from painting. And I guess it depends on how much of the dress was burnt. So if she successfully roasted the entirety of the dress, there wouldn't be anything where you could be like, oh, like this looks suspicious. But if it's like this bulkier or what I don't know what kind of material they used back then how flammable it was and she's like trying to burn it and say it burns like 50% of the dress but there's still 50% available to be like well what's this is this ketchup like what the hell's on here like I don't know that'd be suspicious too to know how much of the dress was burnt like how soon was it burnt yeah this why the hell are you burning this dress now when you just found your parents dead? Well, yeah, like a day ago, like your body, like their bodies were just taken out of the house. Why are you burning a dress like while yeah. this investigation's going on? And then my theory is that her and the maid could have potentially been in it together. See, that's what I'm thinking, because the maid's got to be involved somehow. She's got to have help. Because not only did the maid take out a unexamined package, which, you know, 
could have been. How big is the package? Exactly. How big is your package? So they did, so they found the hatchet, you know, obviously wiped down. Well, supposedly. Yeah. Wiped down and everything. But, like, what if the maid was taking out her blood blood covered clothes? Yeah. You know, or Lizzie's blood covered clothes. Why not burn them with the other clothes? You know what I mean? I understand that. Just have, like, a naked clothes burning party. Like, this gets real weird real fast. Yeah. And why would you, like, my thing is, like, why would you do it in the stove? Why wouldn't you, like, make a fire pit out, you know, on the back 40 of your property and torch it out there? How often do you make a pit to burn stuff? Because that might be even more suspicious than just throwing it in the fire. Because they might be thinking, it's already burning. It'll burn faster if I throw it in the furnace. That's why I'm just like, why wouldn't you do it, like, like on, like, the back, like, the furthest corner of your property, make a little fire pit and just burn it. Yeah. Where, like, the cops aren't looking. But if they search the whole property, you'd never know. Yeah, that could be it, too. That's Maybe the they hard didn't part with, like, the dice. old-ass cases like this. Yeah, because you don't know. But I think like, they, they definitely either tag-team this or something. Because I'm also thinking, I'm like, how can you whack someone with an axe that many times and not get the attention of someone else? Well, I mean, unless dad was not in that, because I keep forgetting mom was first. Mom was first and dad wasn't in the house. He so was still how running would you, errands. Because she would have had to avoid him long enough for him to get his shit back in the house, put away whatever he got or whatever errands, you know, lay down on the couch, make himself comfy and fall asleep. Because if she's whacking the shit out of her mom with a hatchet, she's probably already covered. And well, they yeah. didn't burn two dresses. She only burnt one. So my thought on that is you whack mom and then you hide out in an upstairs bedroom till dad gets home and you watch because the from my understanding, the couch was like right past the stairs. Yeah. And so like you kind of like watch over the stairs for him to go to sleep because you know his routine. True. You know his routine is to take 30 minutes to go to town. You know his routine is to take a nap when he gets home. So you wait for his ass to go to sleep and then you whack him too. I just, I don't think she did it by herself. Oh, I don't either. And the only other person there was the maid, right? So I think they definitely were both in on it. But it'd have to have been her clothes in the package because otherwise, well, I mean, unless she didn't actually do the whacking. I mean, the maid could have done the whacking. Yeah, but then why would they burn Lizzie's dress? Because of the paint. But I'm saying, hypothetically speaking, if it was because there was blood on it, then what did they do with her clothes? Maybe she was watching. What if the maid wore her clothes when she whacked him? Ooh. <laughs> it could work. Like a like a cape, like put it over her own dress. Yeah, so I actually saw this one uh, episode of Forensic Files, and this girl put on a hairnet, rubber gloves, put a, a, a pink fluffy robe, like the one I have, backwards, and like had on like boots and stuff, and like annihilated her parents, took all of the shit off, didn't have any blood left on her, threw it in the dumpster, and then ran to the neighbor's house to say her parents had been murdered. And the only reason she got caught was because they stopped the garbage truck Right before it grabbed the trash can, like right before it was getting ready to lift it into the truck, they stopped them and they put it back down and they found the stuff in there. You never put it on your own trash can. Yeah. So rookie mistake. I mean, I just listened to a book. Obviously, it's just a book and it's fiction. It, okay, I will say it was fiction. Um, But the murderer in this book wore like like a hazmat suit, basically, yeah. to commit murders yeah. in. Like Dexter. But. Yeah, so that's the story of uh, Lizzie Borden. Woo, woo, that was a good one. I'm so excited. Man, I feel for like your you reaction. got this like super awesome one. Then I'm like, I feel like mine might be a dud, but let's see how it goes. I I'm, feel like we're gonna have a history lesson. I think <laughs> the fact that I didn't tell you that I was doing this, and then to hear your like genuine reaction whenever I started the rhyme, I get super excited. I was so I excited to hear it because I didn't know if you had known it or not. So I know some of it, which actually they used to do. Um, tours like you could pay to they stay do. at the house but they, they still do from what well i was listening to another podcast like in like a year ago or so i want to say they closed the house down like somebody bought it and like closed it like didn't like it was at one point it was like a carnival basically like it was 
a total joke. So they did like day tours where you could just like tour the house. Well, they, these people actually went and stayed the night. They do nighttime ghost tours. Well, because I thought that they were saying that they were closing it and they weren't going to allow people to do that anymore after the people bought it. I thought. Yeah. I don't um, know. But it'd be really cool to go and, and just see it. So as far as the website goes, you can still book a room and book a tour. That's awesome. I wish we could do that. So you can do a house tour, which is an hour and a half. Um, and that's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And then you can do the ghost tour, which is an hour and a half, which is 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Or you can do the ghost hunt, which is two hours long from 10 p.m. to midnight. See, I feel like if they had one that was more like, like a one to three or two to four. Oh, my God. Two to four would be primo. And then you can book a room. Yeah, that'd be super awesome. But yeah, they had some really good experiences on there. But that's something that, you know, like, check it out. And if you guys go check it out, let us know because I want to know what you guys get. So the three rooms that you can book. So you can have Andrew and Abby's suite. Ooh. <laughs> you can have Lizzie and Emma's suite. Mm. Or what they call the Morse room, which is the murder room. Oh, I want to stay in the murder room. <laughs> I wouldn't get any sleep, but it'd be awesome. Pull an all-nighter. They have, so it's a it's a museum now, obviously. Yeah. They have merch. Oh, my gosh. You can buy a bobblehead of See, Lizzie I, Borden with an axe. I just feel like it's so, you know what I mean? Like, there's cool, and there's, like, classy, and then there's overkill. You can buy a bloody axe. Oh, my God. You can buy brick a brick dust vial. Well, no wonder why these things are haunting the place. I'd be pissed. You can buy the Lizzie Borden source book, the official Lizzie hatchet. Oh, my God. An EMF detector. I have one of those. Beanies, baseball caps, um, a coin, like a commemorative coin. Oh, my gosh. A mug. Well, there's two different ki- kinds of mugs. One of them says rise and grind. Oh, my God. You can buy a poster. There's a spoon. Like one of those, like, antique spoons oh with her face, like, with her oh, portrait on it. Oh, no. Um, Come a, on. A sticker, a newspaper, a pin, um, hatchet or axe earrings, a tumbler, a Christmas ornament of the house. Oh, yeah, because that'd be great. A Did She Do It t-shirt, an I Survived t-shirt, I Strike Like t-shirt. It says I Strike Like Lizzie Borden. Oh, my gosh. This is horrible. Yeah. Um, a Miss Elizabeth's Finishing School t-shirt. Finish it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is just giving me the chilies. Ooh, Haunted Dolls. Georgie, the Friendly Ghost. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. They've got coffee, like, but I'm sorry I'm rambling about all the merch, but I think it's hilarious. Yeah. So it, to me, like I said, there's, there's good and, and promoting and classy. And I feel like they took that, they threw it on the ground and they pissed on it. That's what they did. <laughs> there's no class anymore. It's a little bit of overkill. Yeah. It just, I feel like it's a little disrespectful and I mean, yeah. So mom and dad are probably haunting that joint because they were fucking slaughtered. But Lizzie might only be there because these fuckers are doing this. Like, now we got a benefit of the doubt, you know, devil's advocate here. Say she didn't do it. But now, for all of eternity, she's had to deal with these assholes, you know, blaming her. And there's all this merch going out. And, like, I'd be pissed off, too. Yeah. I'd be haunting you just for that. It's absolutely crazy. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and uh, shift gears before they start barking again and try to get this out. And now on to the inner bitchin'. (laughs) Welcome to this week's inner bitchin'. Our topic for today is dirty jobs. Number one. Sewer inspector. Number two. Pig swap processor. Number three. Bloodworm hunter. Number four. Crime scene cleaner. And number five. Meat processor. 
And welcome back from the inner bitchin'. So, Natasha, the Battle of L.A.? Yes. So, let's go ahead and crack into it. I'm just trying to, like, have, like, a total moment here where my brain just shut off for a second. All right. Let's get into it. It was February 1942, and the United States was on full alert since the bombing of Pearl Harbor just two months before. On the 23rd, the Japanese fired 13 shells from a submarine off the coast of Santa Barbara, which only increased the fear in everyone. The tension would peak at 2 a.m. on February 25th when the U.S. Army radar was said to have detected at least one unidentified object approximately 120 miles off the coast of L.A. This revelation prompted the military to order all air defenses fully engaged and they initiated the air raid alarms and a full blackout which it didn't tell me exactly what blackout protocol was. But my assumption is you were supposed to, you know, get in your house, lock your doors, stay inside one of those. Please, God, don't let this whatever, you know, kill us all like a shitty nuclear bomb test. Get in your bomb shelter and don't come the fuck out. Yeah, that that's what I understood it as. So. All of Los Angeles was awakened by loud sirens, but many of people disregarded the blackout protocol and flooded the streets to see what was going on. So they're basically a bunch of Midwesterners in a tornado in a tornado where it's like sirens are going off. It's saying, get your ass to safety, bunker down. And they're hanging out on the front porch watching yes. the storm roll in. It, that's exactly what I'm picturing in my head. So by 3 a.m., the unidentified objects were said to be right off the coast of Santa Monica, and all units were given permission to shoot on sight, which I feel is a little excessive to start with, but that's just me. Get your pew-pews ready. Yeah, everybody get ready. We're just going to go balls to the walls because it's America. America. Okay. <laughs> At 3.07, the anti-aircraft units in Santa Monica reported seeing an enemy aircraft, and they let it rip. I mean... Fucking balls deep on this thing. Just hail and bullets. Yeah. Soon thereafter, units in Los Angeles joined the firing session. Along with sweeping searchlights, they used orange tracer shells to track whatever this thing was in the sky. Panic and fear raged through the city as smoke from the attack began to fill the skies. Civilians and military personnel alike were said to have witnessed the attack in the sky. So all these people are saying that they can see it. Like, probably hundreds, if not thousands of people are claiming that they can see whatever this thing is in the sky that they're just gunning down or trying to gun down. So after more than an hour, troops had gone through more than 1,400 rounds of ammunition and caused damage to the ground-based structures. That's a fuck ton of gunpowder. <laughs> and, and all I'm thinking is you're shooting at something in the sky. Why is there so much ground-based damage because back then they probably couldn't get it up far enough story of my life (laughs) i mean like you got to think about it like the bullets are probably going up and arcing and coming back down and hitting shit yeah true true so like they're lucky they probably didn't kill other people well we'll get to that (laughs) by the time daylight broke over the city there was no sign of an intruder and no enemy fire damage was seen so we shot it it didn't shoot us exactly nor could we find any evidence that we actually hit the motherfucker after 1400 rounds or that it was even there exactly just poof gone so initially everybody blamed the japanese right because they had just bombed pearl harbor everybody's up in arms they're all blaming the japanese and the japanese very quickly you know denied which you know (laughs) it's japan in wartime i'm not sure how honest they might have been. But they also just bombed the fuck out of Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You think that like if, they they got, if they got in our airspace, they'd be like, ha ha, I was here again. Yeah, I feel like if I'm kind of on the edge. On one hand, they didn't actually do anything. Like, nothing happened to, to us other than us look like a bunch of asses. Well, this was like at night, too. Yeah. And, I mean, back then, I mean, I know they did night ops and shit like that, but it wasn't like, let me just go hover over a town real quick. Yeah, and it's not like there were multiple ships. It was one. Yeah. So I find that, I feel like if Japan was, you know, coming over to, like, start some shit, 
They would or, have sent or anybody for that matter. They would have sent reinforcements. Yeah, they wouldn't have just sent one lonely little beeper over there. Supposedly, shell fragments from the attack the attack damaged several buildings and five people died as an indirect result of the chaos. So three of them were a result of car accidents while people were dealing with all of the chaos, and two of them were heart attacks from the stress of the situation. So they literally lost their shit to the point where they had a heart attack and died. Okay, but I was still right. No one died from, like, rogue bullets. No, yeah, nobody, which, even friendly fire, it's amazing that nobody was hurt. Yeah. But, I mean, also, you're shooting up. I mean, really the only way that you're going to shoot somebody is if your bullet goes up, comes back down. Yeah, I'm just thinking with all the ground-based damage that they said they had. Yeah. It's really surprising that nobody got hurt. I mean, other than these indirect people. So as you can imagine, unidentified objects in the early morning sky that left no remnants of the attack led people to assume that there was an extraterrestrial explanation. The Los Angeles Times featured a photo that fueled the conspiracy on February 26th. And this photo, we looked at it. Yeah, I've seen this photo. And I think... I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean... I mean, so... This photo, it has the big spotlights that are going up. So I've seen this photo, and I'm just going to kind of give, I know you're probably going to post it, but I'm just going to kind of give a a smidgen of what I see whenever I look at it, okay? So you have big-ass spotlights that are shining up in the sky, and then off to the left, you have kind of four smaller lights that look like they're shining down. Yes. So what I can kind of imagine out of this shitty newspaper article paper from what year? 42. 42 is where the spotlights are shining is kind of like the main round base of it. And those lights kind of seem to be like in an outer ring. Yeah. Structure of whatever they the hell look this like thing reflections. is. Yeah. Like, from the light coming from the bottom, they're reflecting from these spots on the top. Yeah. I looked at it, and I don't think there's a clear enough view for me to... It's definitely not. And, like, this photo has been admittedly doctored. Oh, yeah, that's, whether, that's like, my next point. <laughs> yeah. Like, has been admittedly doctored to where, like, they've tried to mess with the contrast so that you could see it better. Oh, and the original one is... Vamos, like yeah. gone. Like nobody had the, the, there's no trace of the original. Of the original. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just really hard to distinguish to be like, yep, that's a UFO. I mean, looking at it, you could almost, if you really wanted to just sell yourself on it, you could say, yeah, that's the shape of a saucer. A saucer. But at the same time, I struggle because it doesn't, it's not clear enough to be indistinguishable. I mean, I will say this. I will give them credit for 42, a newspaper picture. It was pretty good. Not like, you know, just a little bit of bump in the contrast or whatever. And it being nighttime, it's a pretty good picture. Yeah. So the War Department says that at least one, but possibly five different unidentified aircraft were seen over the city that morning, which... Everybody only reports the one. There's only the picture of the one, but supposedly there was like up to five potentially. What I find interesting is that Project Blue Book came in and they were said to have investigated the incident and it still says it is unsolved and unexplained. So these people that like their fucking job is to go around and say weather balloon. Oh, swamp gas. Like, oh, it's nothing. Like, you guys are as crazy. They're it's still all, like, they're still I like, don't I don't know. know. Like, I don't know 100%. So that's that's where I struggle with that. And, I mean, there's a lot of skeptics that say it's just a bad case of the jitters. But I also feel like jitters would not cause you to be, like, bunker in your home. Oh, no, they would. Like, think about it. We, we just went through Pearl Harbor. Well, yeah. And now you've got something that you don't, it's not ours, and it's flying above a well-populated city. I can see them being like, fuck, we better do it now. Like, just pulling the trigger too fast and just being a little gunshot, like, well, trigger happy. Yeah. I can see them doing that, but I'm, I just, I don't know. I'm struggling with it. 
what I find the most interesting is that they say there's a memo supposedly between FDR and the Army's chief of staff, George Marshall. And this is what the memo is supposedly saying. And it says, quote, this headquarters has come to the determination that the mystery airplanes are not of earthly origin. And according to secret intelligence sources, they are in all probability of interplanetary origin. End quote. Motherfucker saying spaceship. This memo is like straight up saying UFO. Like no ifs, ands, or buts. It's saying it's alien. It's not us. It's not even of this planet. But I don't know. Has anybody actually seen said memo? What's the evidence of this memo? I don't yeah, know. Like, is it archived it. somewhere? Like, I don't know. <sighs> I definitely, like, I'm the kind of person where I definitely don't believe that we are the only species of living thing. I mean, the galaxy is so vast. But I just don't know what their point of coming to hover over us would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I don't get it either. It's feel like it's just one. And they don't land. They don't do anything. They just They don't even look like they're looking around. They're just, yeah, they're just sitting there. Like, they didn't beam anybody up. They didn't, you know. And my thing with this memo, although the memo does state basically that it's like straight up UFO or whatever, at the same time, because it never landed, we never saw it, we never got samples of it, we never communicated with it, how the fuck do they know it's an alien? Well, and my thing too is, okay, so they've decided that it is a UFO. UFO is a literally unidentified flying object. It could be fucking anything. Exactly. So like it does not say aliens. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of people that say it was a bunch of rookie shooters. They're just a bunch of rookies. They got trigger happy. It was a fucking weather balloon. I don't know why these people are set on weather balloons. But my argument on that is then where the fuck did the weather balloon go? And why did it come at night? Exactly. Because if you're shooting that many rounds at a fucking weather balloon, you bet your ass you're probably going to hit it and it's going to come down. So that's just my thing. Is I don't know if the, like how they would have even gotten enough evidence to determine that it was actually alien. But on the other hand, that it wasn't either. You know what I mean? Like either direction. Yeah. I do find it odd. There's no evidence that it actually was there, though. Like if this memo is. I mean, I would say that it was there. You can see that there's obviously an object yeah. in the picture. So basically, you're agreeing with the memo saying that it's there. We don't know what it was. Yeah. And end of story. Well, the memo straight up says interplanetary. Like, it oh, is yeah, an true. alien. Like, it, it doesn't even say it's just unidentified. It's like, this bitch is from outer space. Because hmm. it does. It says... uh not of earthly origin, yeah. and then probability of interplanetary origin. So, I mean, these motherfuckers mm-hmm. are saying straight up alien. I don't know. Me personally, I don't think it's enough information for me to say it was an alien. Well, no. And I mean, back then, and there's not going to be enough information for you to say yes or no. Yeah. I mean, you don't have thousands of people out there with a smartphone recording it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, I think that's where I stand, is... I mean, I don't believe it was a weather balloon. You're undetermined. Yeah, I don't believe it was a weather balloon. Not sold that it was an alien. Not I sold think that it, it's not an alien. It might have just been, like, some type of aircraft that was not necessarily alien. Yeah. Because, I mean, maybe left hand wasn't talking to the right hand, and they ran some kind of drill, because they do that at night anyway. Yeah. And they just... Didn't think about the fact that they just got bombed two months before and they didn't think everybody'd freak out. That could definitely be it. I think just the fact that I think what gets me hung up on it is just the fact that it just sat there. Yeah. And I mean, let, if I had all those rounds like coming it, to me. It didn't flee. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it did not. It like, didn't take evasive action. It didn't take off whenever it was like, oh, fuck. You yeah. know, like we're getting hit with bullets. Yeah. Like, nothing. It's if, like it didn't respond. We'll say this. If the guns could even reach that far back then. Well, given Pearl Harbor scenario, I can imagine it probably did. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, we don't know how low this thing was. Yeah. 
I just struggle because, like you said, it didn't take evasive, evasive action. It didn't become threatening. It didn't signal anything. It literally just sat there. And then there's no record of how did it take off? Where did it go? To a point, the non-evasive action makes me lean more towards the UFO side of Like, okay, obviously, like I said, it's a UFO. I mean, like, aliens. Yeah. Because they're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, they might not know. Look at these little flesh monkeys. Look, they're walking, welcoming <laughs> us with all these pretty Look popping the lights. Yeah, like, you know, but who knows? I mean, nobody knows. They're probably up there like, all I have to do, Bob, is hit this fucking button. These motherfuckers are gone. They're like, no, don't hit the button. We're here for research. Sit down, Fred. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that is what I've got for the Battle of L.A. Awesome. Which did come from a listener suggestion. Yeah. So hopefully you like this listener. I'm not going to give you a shout out because you're not a Patreon yet. Hopefully. Boo. But, you know, there's always space for that. Speaking of segue. <laughs> follow us. If you want to follow us on our Patreon, we have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. The $1 tier gets you a shout out and early access episodes to our early <laughs> access to our episodes. Our $5 tier is shout out early access and bonus episodes every month. These last couple of months, we have done two episodes per month in August. We are going back to one episode per month. Our August, we're recording these like way far and ahead of time. So our August is going to be one a month. Yeah. (laughs) So it Uh, might be your September. (laughs) Follow us on all of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the red rum podcasters. We have a TikTok. That is at the Red Grum Podcasters 23. Uh, if you have any suggestions or anything that you want to say or just any type of communication, you want to hit us up on email. We do have that. It's the Red Rum Podcasters at gmail.com. And I think that pretty much covers everything. We got social media. We got the Patreon. We got the email. Holla, holla. Spread the word. Whoop, whoop. All right. Uh, take it easy. And until next time, stay, stay strange. strange.